Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Struchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession in life to teach you how to be a more productive version of yourself. And one of the ways I do that is by having training every once in a while. And my next training is going to be on Friday, July 17th at noon Eastern. I've titled it Five Keys for Improved Productivity. You're going to learn about planning, mindset, distractions, how to tame email and social media. And we're going to talk about wellness. If you're interested, you can Go to the link in the show notes here or go to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com, and click the banner at the top of the page to register for this webinar. On the show today, Krista Grasso. She is a lean business consultant, and if you are a small business owner or an entrepreneur, this episode is for you. We're going to talk about a lot of the mistakes people make that you probably don't consider mistakes, but we're going to talk about them head on today. So get ready to learn a lot because Krista dropped a lot of value. So let's get to it. Krista, welcome to the show. Mark, thanks so much for having me. I'm so thrilled you're here, and I'm so thrilled I can hear you correctly. Um, What's interesting, listener, before we started recording, right before I hit record, it sounded like Krista went underwater, and we're like, and all of a sudden it cleared itself up. So we're hoping that the technology gods, if there was a thing, would would give us this interview. Please give us this interview, because (laughs) I'm real excited about having Krista on the show, because while we're dealing with something called COVID-19, Krista, and it's kind of upended the business world. So before we get started... Take about 20 seconds or so. Tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Krista Grasso. I'm a lean business consultant. I'm creator of the Lean Out Method. And so I work with businesses of all sizes to really help them get super clear on what's most important right now and to eliminate everything else. So it's really all about doing less to make more. And who wouldn't want that? I mean, we <laughs> exactly. think... We think that we have to do all these things, but uh, one of the people I studied under is Brendan Burchard, and he says, you need to work on your needle-moving activities. And I I fear a lot of people are like, well, let me work on the color of my website, and let me work on my my headshot for my social media. And like, is that really going to move the needle? And and it sounds like that's what you help people with. You help people work on what really needs to work on, get worked on, so we can make some money. Agreed. It's not about the busy work. It's about doing the strategic work that's going to actually make the difference. (laughs) Now, what are some of the things when when people invest in you and you go and look at their business, what are some of the mistakes that you see most time more often than not that you go, oh yeah, you're doing this, this, and this. Give us like let's let's go right for the juggler of the listener. What are some of the big things you see right off the bat that you that's so consistent that you can pretty much guess that they're gonna have the problem before you even go into their business? Oh, yeah, this is easy. (laughs) So number one, they are trying to do way, way, way too many things. And as a result, they aren't doing any one of them really well. Mm. They're kind of spreading their time like peanut butter across a lot of different things and then wondering why none of them are generating results. Kind of like the person who, and I did this until recently, who thought they had to be on LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Did I leave anyone out yet? Um, no, you know, if you, like, I'm really big on LinkedIn. Okay. I can't get Facebook and Instagram are too saturated. So why would I want to spin my wheels? 
and waste my money to try to get something going on LinkedIn or on Facebook and Instagram when LinkedIn's working very well for me. And I think that's what you're talking about here. It is. And you said something so important there because that is the second thing that I see business owners do a lot is we tend to have this desire to fix what's not working. (laughs) But what we end up doing with that is we ignore the things that are working. And our time is better spent working on fewer things, choosing those things that are working and actually doubling down on those to get better results out of what's already working instead of trying to fix all the things that aren't working that probably were never worth your time investment or financial investment in the first place. Why do you think people do that? Why do you think people say, well, this is not working, but these things are working. Let me work on my weaknesses because I'm a big fan of working on your strengths and outsourcing the weaknesses. Why do you think people are like, well, I got a weakness here. It's not moving the needle, but let me work on it. Is it something that is inherent in us? Is it we're born that way? Or do you think it's people have heard so many gurus say, work on your weaknesses? It's probably a little bit of all of those things, but I agree with you 100%. You are here to focus on your strengths, play in your zone of genius, outsource the rest of it. But I do think that for whatever reason, we are just conditioned from a young age to be really good at everything. And as a result, whenever we aren't good at something, we try to double down and become better at it. And there's certain things as a business owner, you just have to have kind of table stakes knowledge and skill in. And yes, you need to learn those things. But unless it's one of those things, hire somebody else to do it. And if somebody could do it better, absolutely let them do it so that you could focus on what you uniquely do well. I like how Brendan Burchard puts it. He says, you know, when he first got in the video, he committed to learning all he can about video. Okay. So we focused only on video. He didn't focus on 17 other things. He focused on video. Then he wanted wanted to become a writer. He focused on writing. And I think if you like, Hey, I really want to know how to do LinkedIn, LinkedIn really well. We'll say, okay, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to spend all my time and effort getting really good at LinkedIn. I'm going to find out how to create the best Mm -hmm. content, how to use all the features, but just go deep on LinkedIn. So many people are saying, well, Gary Vaynerchuk says you should be everywhere. Well, first of all, Gary Vaynerchuk doesn't do everything himself. He's got a huge team. If you're just a solopreneur or maybe one or two people in the operation, you probably can't go deep on all the platforms. So go deep on one. And then when you get that one pretty much on autopilot, you can hand it off to someone, then go deep on another platform. But I think people are thinking they've got to be a master of everything they do. Meanwhile, they're becoming really busy, but they're not being productive. You can be busy and productive, but they don't go hand in hand. I agree 100%. Absolutely. Productivity is not how many hours you work or how many things you check off a to-do list. (laughs) Yeah. I I once heard a story where is it more of a parable where there they some company called the plumber in right and he went up there and he he grabbed a hammer and he hammered the 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 pipe and it got it unclogged and they said we paid you 150 bucks for that he goes no you paid me 50 cents to smack the pipe you paid me 149 dollars and 50 cents to know where to smack the pipe and that's what we're talking about you don't have to work 12 hours a day you may just work one hour and kill it well, then that's okay. But there is, it's one of the reasons why I'm not a fan of metrics on social media, because I believe people are determining the quality of a post by how many people viewed it, liked it, commented on it, instead of reading the post. And I think the same thing is happening anywhere else. We're just thinking, well, I got to work nine hours. I got to work seven days a week. No. Are you working on the things that matters? And that's what you've helped people focus on. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's There's no point in spending time on things that aren't adding value, right? The things that you do in your business should be adding profitability to the business and they should be adding value to your customers. And if they're not doing those two things in both of those things, not just one or the other, if they're not doing both <laughs> of those things, you should not be working on them. <laughs> so now when you have this conversation with the people to hire you, do they push back and say they try to justify these these activities that aren't moving needs? They they try to give you excuses like I'm sure cops hear all the excuses in the world. I'm sure you hear common excuses of why they got to adjust the color on their font on on the uh, the website. Yes, yeah, so you always know when it's happening when the sentence starts with yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> And so here's the thing. I think we all know this, right? We know that we should be spending our time on the most important things. We know we need to say no no more often than we say yes. We all know this, but the act of doing it is incredibly challenging. And I think that that's why people hire me, honestly, (laughs) because they need that outside accountability and they need someone to kind of hold up the mirror and be like, is this really the most important thing that you should be spending time on? If you've only got two hours today to dedicate to work, is it fixing your font color and, (laughs) you know, updating a picture or is it actually doing this thing that's customer facing that's going to drive revenue for your business? Which one is it? And they just need that outside perspective sometimes because when you're in it, you feel like everything is important. And when somebody has that outside in perspective, they can really help you see and highlight what is actually important. What's interesting is as I study high performers worldwide, they say no a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. where a lot of people who are struggling to make men's eat, uh, ends meet, they say yes a lot. And I'm like, isn't that interesting? Successful people say no a lot. Unsuccessful people say yes a lot. Hmm. Maybe there's a lesson to be learned here. So don't reinvent the wheel. Go find someone who's successful. I like Brendan Burchard and Mark Cuban and Damon John. Go find out what they're doing. And instead of doing your own thing, say, hey, they did this. Let me follow their path. Don't copy them, but emulate what they're doing because obviously what they're doing works. Yeah. What's that quote? Success leaves footprints or something like that. And uh, I think Tony Robbins so says success leaves clues. That's it. Perfect. Right. And so there are people who are highly successful that you already respect and resonate with. Why not see some of the core things that they attribute to their success and see which ones of them you can leverage and make your own, right? It's not about doing exactly what they do because they have their own unique context. You have your own unique context, but you can learn a lot from seeing what other people that you admire and respect that have a business like you want to have are doing well. Any other mistakes that you've given us to already that they're doing too many things that don't matter and they're trying to fix what's not working? Any other things that you hear your clients say or that you know that they're going to bring up when you first meet them? Yeah. One of them is, I know I need to plan, but I'm just not really a planner. (laughs) (laughs) And so again, I think that's why they bring me in is because they need somebody to help hold them accountable for it. And I think there's a misperception that systems and structure are suffocating and actually limit your ability to do things. Whereas I think they're actually very freeing and they give you the boundaries um, to kind of work within. And from there, I find it actually increases productivity, it increases creativity, and it generally makes you much more fulfilled with what you're doing. When you have a complete blank page, sometimes it's actually hard to know where to start. Whereas when you give yourself a container or you know some boundaries, all of a sudden, it makes it really easy to make those decisions and to know what the right things are to work on. And so that's what I think planning helps people do. 
Interesting. I recently had a call with a client and they were experiencing to-do list overwhelm. So Mm -hmm. they were doing the right thing. They were putting everything on their to-do list. I always tell people, capture those things you want to do because your brain's going to let them go and you're going to forget them. So capture them. The problem, the disconnect she had was she had all these things on a to-do list, which kept growing and growing and growing, and she wasn't planning. And so what I told her I wanted to do is I want her to start taking those, take a look at that list and say, okay, here's my plan for the day. Which of these things can I do today? And then put them on your calendar. Now your day is structured Now you're going to knock off some of the things in your to-do list, but now you're not like going, oh my gosh, the to-do list is getting bigger and bigger. Now you say, okay, I've dedicated the day to work on these things. Tomorrow I'll work on these things. And it does give you freedom. You think it's constricting you. It's actually giving you freedom because when you have this stuff scheduled, you don't look at your to-do list because obviously you've already pulled the stuff in the to-do list you're going to work on today. So you can certainly keep adding to it for other days, but you focus on what you plan. And I agree with you. I hear that from my clients all the time, but planning so restrictive. It's so constrictive. It's it, 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 it's like a straitjacket. I'm like, no, you're looking at it wrong. It's giving you freedom because now you can purposely focus on the things you truly want to focus on instead of working on this for three minutes and this for four minutes and that for two minutes and that for 10 minutes. And then you get the end of the day and like, uh, what did I do today? Because you started a whole bunch of things, but didn't complete it. Planning allows you to breathe. Yeah, it's so true. And it's so important because I think it's as a business owner, you have to act intentionally. You have to make sure that the things that you're focusing your time on are the right things and the things that are going to bring you closer to the vision and goals that you have for your business. And without planning, you just simply will never get there. Um, or if you get there, it'll be by a whole lot of luck. And it's not something that leads to sustainable success. You just have to learn how to plan and have to learn how to plan in a way that supports how you work. Now, you said two words that make my heart sing, visions and goals. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that for a few minutes because there is this this mentality that, well, you know, it's only July 2nd. I got to wait till January 1st. No, no, you don't have to wait to January 1st. When I thought in 2019, I wanted to go vegetarian in November, I said, okay, my wife, I said, honey, I'm going to go vegetarian on January 1st, 2020. Then I, after about five seconds, I go, no, I'm going to start today. I didn't have to wait. I didn't have to wait till January. And so let's talk about goals and, and the myth of having to wait like it's a law in the land. It's not a law. You don't have to start a goal on January 1st. You can start it today, today, Thursday, July 2nd. You can start it today. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I agree fully. And so I think you should always know where you're going, right? You should directionally know what's important and why it's important to you. And that there is no better time to get that clarity than literally right now. And so if you don't already have a vision defined for your business, and I don't mean a vision statement, but I mean that like clear, mental, uh, vivid image of what you see for the future. If you don't already have that, that should be something you're doing. As far as your goals, you can set goals on different horizons. And sure, you can have a goal for the year. I love 90-day goals, but I take those goals and I break those down to 30-day goals. And I even have weekly goals as well, right? Because again, I think you always want to make sure the things you're doing are directionally correct and you're working very intentionally. And so that helps with it. But there is no 
January 1st. Sure. It's nice to have that feeling of a reset and, you know, you can start fresh at the beginning of a week or a month or a year or whatever. Um, But you can do it today, right now, right this second and go set your vision and go create your goals for whatever time horizon, you know, it feels right right now. I like how you said you have to know where you're going to go. One of my favorite places in the world is Disney World. So if I want to go to Disney World today, if I walked out of this interview right now and got my car, which would be difficult because my wife's got the car at the dog park, but let's just say the car was in the garage. Now, I would know how to get pretty close to Disney World because I've been there so many times. But once you get in Orlando, there's a lot of whole bunch of streets you got to go to. So if I said, I don't need the GPS, I know about where it is. Well, I may never find it. That's the problem. And in your business, if you're the owner or you're the leader, you have to say, okay, where do we want to go in 2020, 2021, 2022? Because if you don't know, well, I think you should take some time off from your job and put your clients on pause and think about it. Because otherwise, you could be going left here, then you take another left and you take a right and you go straight and do a U-turn. Now you're in a double cul-de-sac and you're you're lost. And vision is not something scary because you get to paint the picture of your future. So it's not like you're saving, you're um, solving some calculus equation. You get to choose. And and I'm, I don't understand why people don't create visions and goals because they're yours. No one's going to, you're not going to turn it in and get a grade on it. Why do you think people don't like to, you know, create a vision so they know where they're going? Honestly, I think it's because people feel like it's very final. Mm. If they say what it is, or if they write it down, or if they tell somebody about it, they feel like it's final. And if they don't have it work out exactly, then it's a failure. And I think a vision is something that is constantly evolving. When I started my very first business way back when, the only vision I saw for myself was making enough money selling jewelry that I didn't have to (laughs) go back to a nine to five corporate job. That was as big as my vision got. Today, you know, I work with much different, you know, I, I work with different businesses. My vision is very grand, you know, these days. It wasn't when I first started. And so I think your vision always evolves and it evolves as you continue to evolve and your business evolves and even as your customers evolve. And I think that all your vision is, is that vivid mental image at this point in time of what you see of a different point in time in the future that can change and morph and adjust as much as it needs to. And I would say if it's not, then you're probably not really growing because Mm. it's your growth in your business growth and your customer's growth that ultimately opens up that kind of next level of what your vision is. And a vision is not the Ten Commandments. Like you said, you can change them. It's okay. I have people who have planned their day and they're like, well, I changed my mind. So change your plan. I, You can change your plan. I mean, it's okay. And people have got to get out of this permanence thing that's, well, I planned my day. I can't move it. I created my vision. can't change it. Yes, you can. And one thing I want to talk about a little bit is goals don't have to be money. There's this thing with goals have to be how many pounds I want to lose in terms of weight or how how much money I'm going to make or how many new clients I have. Well, for me, I have a goal. I run a thousand miles every year. I run every single day. Okay. That's a goal. I have another goal of reading at least 52 books a year. Okay. I have a goal of so many subscribers on my email list every year. Okay. So it doesn't have to be tied to money or weight loss. You can create a goal 
that you want. Maybe you say, look, at my goal is I'm going to go live on my favorite platform every day or five days a week for the entire year. That could be a goal. So I think people need to figure out what they really want. And I think it starts with the vision. I don't think you can have a goal to have the vision because you got to know where you're going and then you create the goals that are going to help you go that way. Is it, do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. I think you're going to set your vision and your vision is going to be however long term it is, right? Some people see a year ahead, some people see 10 years ahead, wherever that point is, is fine. But then you want to take your vision. And if you did have a longer term one, make it a little more near term where you say, great, and here's how that long term vision I think will will play out this year. And then you break that down to your goals. And you ultimately, what I think want is a goal for the next 90 days, because that's much more actionable. And that's something that gives you a nice period of time where you can make a pretty significant change in your business, but it's not so far out that you lose your motivation and focus. And so you have to have the vision to your point in order to set the goal. But I do think you want to keep getting more granular. Yes. But the question I have for you, and I'm, I'm trying to put my ears into the ears of the listener. Let's say they're, they're listening to you and they're like, okay, Krista, I get it. I don't have a vision. I don't have a goal. You give me a lot of good stuff here, but man, I, I don't know where to start. I mean, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm home because of COVID. I'm working from home. I've got my spouse. I got the kids and, you know, I've got the dog barking next door and, and, you know, I'm trying to grow my business and, you know, the wife lost her job, you know, I don't know where to start. I, I I believe what you're saying. I don't know where to start. What would you tell them that something really simple that they could do today after listening to our conversation and get that first win to get them momentum going in the right direction? Yeah, absolutely. So when I think of vision, I think of three facets. I think of obviously where you want your business to be in the future. But I also think, where do you as the business owner want to be in the future? What sort of lifestyle do you want to have? What sort of role do you want to play in the company long-term? And then where are your customers in the future? What is it that they're going to want from your business in the future as well? So I always think of those three different facets. And honestly, what I usually tell my customers to do that works pretty well is break out the sticky notes, get just a, a pile of sticky notes, maybe go three different colors so you could do your customer, your business, and yourself. And just start brainstorming. It's not permanent. It's not on a piece of paper. It's a sticky note that you can crumple up and throw out if you change your mind on it. And just start thinking. And I find that a lot of times people have an easier time starting with their self and the lifestyle that they want. And then from there, it starts to generate what they see for their business and for their customer. But start wherever it makes sense to you and truly just brainstorm and put yourself in the mindset of possibility is, you know, even if this is crazy and I never fully get there, what would my ideal business and life be like in the future? And just have fun with it. Like, don't put the pressure on yourself. Truly make it something that's creative and fun. And if you're not a sticky note person, you know, get your paper, do whatever it is, however you like to work. Um, But just brainstorm and see what you can come up with. And it just gets the wheels, it gets things going. And I would highly, highly encourage you, if you like technology, use a pen and paper. Okay, there is something magical about when you're writing things down with your own handwriting. Yeah, you can do it, get software, you can get an app, you can use your, you know, iPhone, whatever. But when you're writing it down on a piece of paper, it seems real. I don't know if it's just me or if you find the same way, Krista. Yeah, I actually created a physical 90-day planner, and I did that for that reason alone. I'm a big technology person. I live on the computer all day long. Most of the companies I consult with are IT companies when I work with the Fortune 50 companies. And people were curious as to why I chose to create a physical planner. And I said, because there's just something about physically writing it down yourself and committing pen to paper that all of a sudden it just 
I feel like people are able to achieve their goals more and actually stick to something more when they've done that. Yes. So if you're all technology all the time, take what we're set out for a test drive. Just get a sticky note, a pad of sticky notes or a notebook or a back of a piece of paper, whatever. You're going to find that you're going to start thinking clearly because now you can see it and if you don't like it, go back the other way, but at least try it. If you not, if you've never brainstormed or written out your visions or goal on paper, you know, you could be as messy. You can draw drawings on it or stick figures, whatever you want. It's going to really, really affect the way you plan. And I'm willing to bet you, you'll come out more crystal clear than you did before. Agreed fully. So we covered a lot of ground, but before I let you go, I have to ask you, where can we find you online? Because you wet our appetite with how you can help people. And I love the mistakes we went over that you know before you even start working with a company what they're going to say. I like the yeah, but I hear that all the time. Yeah, but you, I'm different. No, you're not different. You're a business owner. You're not different. So where can we find out more about you online? Yeah, absolutely. So leanoutmethod.com is my website and I do a free masterclass all the time. I have one coming up on the 13th of July, but I do it every couple months. It's leanoutmethod.com slash masterclass. So if anybody wants to join, we start off with creating your next level vision together on day one, build plans and just kind of go from there. So the lean out method, where did that come from? Where What's the origination of that? Yeah. So lean is actually a manufacturing concept. Mm-hmm. It's something that's been around for forever, right? And I actually worked originally with a lot of the corporate clients that I consulted with in a lean manufacturing space. And what I found through my own businesses and through coaching other small businesses and entrepreneurs is that all of the large businesses use these concepts, but small business owners don't. And I think the small business owners are honestly the ones that need it most. They're the ones who need to do less to make more. They need to figure out what's important and get clear on it and cut everything else. And it was ironic to me that all of these large businesses for decades now have used these techniques to scale beyond their competitors and increase their profitability and ultimately accelerate their results. And yet small business owners, when I say lean to them, they're like, do you do fitness? Like they've never heard of it. (laughs) And so... (laughs) To me, that was the catalyst for creating the lean out method was recognizing how it would help my own businesses, but also recognizing how much other small business owners and entrepreneurs could really benefit from it. I love it. Well, Krista, I really thank you for being on the show today, for imparting your wisdom and listener, you know, take something she said and do something today. Tony Robbins says, when you get a new idea, if you want to cement it in your life, do something immediately. Don't say, ah, I'll do it next week or I'll do it on the weekend. You won't. Studies are showing you won't do it. So do something. Pick out one thing that Krista told you to do today or I said today and do something. Make it real. And I promise you it will change your life. Krista, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. And just before we leave, don't forget to register for my upcoming training, Five Keys for Improved Productivity on Friday, July 17th at noon Eastern. You can either register by clicking the link in the show notes or by clicking the banner at mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Struchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.